Pablo for breakfast. Get it when you want with the best bits plus new stuff you haven't heard. Download the Listener app now. On a Friday, we like to get some TV movie recommendations for the weekend with King and the Nerds. Adam Ross, he's back with us. Adam, good morning. Good to be here, Pablo. Now another dress-up show. You keep hitting us with them. Rings of Power. Apparently, you were saying during the songs, the most expensive series ever. It is. Now, this show has got like, look, it is the biggest show that's ever been produced by anyone. Amazon has sunk, you know, supposedly a billion dollars into producing this program, right? And now, and it looks like it, it does. But it's got two really big problems. One of them is, is Lord of the Rings, the films that Peter Jackson made that are universally loved, that won a bunch of Oscars and set, you know, box office records and that everyone has posters. I've got a Lord of the Rings poster at home right now, but... um. Then the other problem it's got is House of the Dragon. So it's got another prequel series just breathing fire down its neck at the same time. So, look, we live in an age when everyone consumes so much. So like the taco kid, I'm saying, why can't we have both, right? And what <laughs> what is emerging to me, we're only two episodes into Ring of Power. I like it. I actually think that it's a beautiful series. I think that it's really deep on lore. I think it's got some really kind of like interesting uh, explanations for things, how things came to be in Middle Earth on that scope. But what it doesn't have, it doesn't have those cards that House of Dragon can play, which is sex and violence, because that's a HBO program. So every time you hear that and you watch a show basically from HBO, it's going to shock you in some regard. And Amazon is going for a bit more of a family friendly thing with this. But look, I think the storytelling here is going to be long form. We've only got two hours of it so far. So by the time that all eight episodes of this season are out and they're allowed to breathe and come together, we might be dealing with something really good. Because some people are calling it a failure and thinking that it's a bit boring, but I don't know if they were really fans in the first place. So I don't know. Lord of the Rings means a lot of things to a lot of people, and I've had some heated conversations about it this week. Now, Scream, number five, uh, out now on Paramount. (laughs) Yeah, look, I mean, um, Scream 5 is way better than it has any right to be. Now, this is a legacy sequel that is, you know, we know these are all the rage. The biggest film this year is Top Gun, Maverick, Mm. right? You know, like, I mean, so like Star Wars before it or Blade Runner and these other things, what you do is you dust off an old franchise, you try to claw back one or two of the original cast members, and then you inject some fresh blood into it. And so doing that kind of, you know, hybrid legacy thing, Scream 5 is, I think enormously effective. It's got really great suspense, super bloody kills. You were shocked that the original cast is showing up in this. That Courtney Cox is still there. Um, but look, they they're all really endearing, and I kind of forgot just how much um, Scream had got under my skin as a kid, and how much I actually liked that franchise. And so, you know, as we're saying, Jack Quaid from the Boys is you know is kind of front and center in this. So the new blood give good performances. If you're a Scream fan, I think you'll be really pleasantly surprised by how good Number Five really is. And Neve Campbell is still in this one. So if you love she her. Is. And she might, look, she's supposedly not going to be in number six because they wouldn't pay her enough, but she's good enough in this that they should pay her what she's due. And what is a Scream movie without, you know, without Nev Campbell? Now, June just dropped on Netflix. It just dropped on Netflix. So, look, if you're one of the only people that haven't seen this big blockbuster, which was my number one film of last year, now you have absolutely no excuse. Now, I loved watching this on IMAX, but hopefully you've got a big, how big's your new TV? <laughs> Too big sometimes. Too big. Uh, it's yeah. like nearly 80. Good. Well, you know, we'll fire it up, put the soundbar onto 11 um, and, you know, just seep in Denny Vela News, I think, you know, borderline kind of masterpiece. I, I look, you know, I mean, this is a drier version of Star Wars, if, if you will, but this, uh, this tale of, uh, you know, colonisation in space. I just think that the craft here from top to bottom, from costuming to production design to special effects integration to the directing, like, 
I like to be transported with movies. And with June, it just pinned me in my seat. And it's like, here is some stuff you have never seen before. And look, the number two is underway. So you don't have to get that upsetting thing where you invest in a movie and then you never get the sequel. We are going to get a second one. And it's got uh, Austin Butler from Elvis. He's joining the ranks. Florence Pugh is joining the ranks. So by the time, you know, June 2 comes out, this will be probably the biggest franchise in the world. Check it Outside out. Outside of Rings of Power. <laughs> Outside of Rings of Power. Uh, check it out this weekend. Some great recommendations to get through your Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Adam, it's always good to chat, and we'll catch up next Friday. My pleasure, Pablo. It's the podcast for Caratha, the Pablo for Breakfast podcast, streaming now on the Listener app.